Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to StarCrashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000, and in this episode we'll discuss Planet of the Vampires, a science fiction horror movie from 1965. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So why did we choose to watch Planet of the Vampires? I believe it was um, your pick. Sorry to interrupt Yes, you. Was, um, yeah. this has been on my radar for quite a while. Um, I didn't know much about it, but I had seen screenshots from it. And there were some really snazzy spacesuits in it that I wanted to, to explore, I guess. Uh, so I, I suggested it for the podcast. And you were just like, yes, spacesuits, space snazzy spacesuits. Uh, and vampires uh, on a planet. Vampires. I mean, yes. honestly, the the... <laughs> The selling pitch to this movie is short <laughs> and sweet and makes you want to watch it. So it's excellent that yeah. way. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good good of a reason to watch it. Watch it as any reason. So let's get into what it's about, like the plot and everything. Uh, you want to run it by us real quick? I always say real quick, but you can take forever if you want to. So, you know. Well, I haven't prepared like a summary or anything, so I don't know no, how it quick won't it be. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, but we, we start out the film uh, with uh, two spaceships. They're called Argos and Galliot. And they're traveling through space together. And they pick up a distress signal from uh, a planet nearby called Aura. And this is an unexplored planet, uh, they think. And of course, it's a distress signal. So they were like, hmm, well, we've got to ex- uh, explore this, uh, see, see what's going on. Um, and they go to the planet and they land there, except it's, it's not a very good landing. There's some, some problems. Yeah, you and might when... call it an involuntary <laughs> landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't quite go, go as planned. Um, but when the uh, crew aboard the Argos wakes up, they, they are not behaving as they should. Um, and it, it's really only the captain of Argos that, that sort of feels like himself um, or, 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 or gets out of this weird mood pretty fast and he figures out well you know my my teammates my crewmates are kind of going insane here uh, and trying to to um, uh, basically attack and kill each other um but he manages to um fight them and subdue them and then get them back to to being themselves and and they say that oh well that was weird um (laughs) what the hell happened uh (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, they they are sort of starting to suspect that there's something weird with this planet uh, that we have landed on. Um, and also, there's a piece of their ship that is um, the, I think it was called the Meteor Rejector. Yes. That is damaged and they need uh, to repair it before they can take off again. So that's sort of what's, what's keeping them on the planet. Um, they try to contact the crew of the Galliot, which has also 
crashed on the yeah. planet and uh, can't get any contact. So they go out and investigate. And they find the Galliots, but it looks like all the crew of the Galliot are dead. Um, unlike Captain Markety, who managed to, to um, become himself again and sort of keep his crew from killing each other. That did not happen with the Galliot. They... they they slew each other. Um, Violently. Quite, Blood everywhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they are, of course, sad by this. Um, I believe Captain Markety even had his like younger brother aboard the Galliot. Mm, so yes. he's very sad. Yes. Um, they start burying uh, the crew of the Galliot uh, at the same time as they're sort of repairing the ship and, and going about uh, things. Uh, but even more sort of strange things are starting to happen, you know. Uh, one of the crew members of Argus thinks she's seeing the dead members of um, Galliot walking about and everything. And, you know, of course, that's really weird. You know, is she going crazy again or what's happening? Um, turns out that it actually is um, the dead crew of the Galliot that yes. is walking about. Mm. Uh, and uh, also they... A, a part of the crew of uh, Argos go on a, a little bit of an expedition and they actually find an alien spaceship that has crashed there long ago mm-hmm. it has giant alien skeletons on board and it's really creepy and eerie and you're just sort of like oh <laughs> they Uh-oh. crashed here and they're dead and uh, maybe we should not be here <laughs> yes very much so uh, <laughs> and they would of course be right because it turns out that um the planet itself is dying and the people the orans whatever you want to call them uh, are taking over the dead bodies of the galliot crew and are trying to essentially just get off the planet um by i don't know kidnapping bodies and kidnapping bodies yes (laughs) i mean it's not a bad plan honestly like if if you've pretty much got a like magnetism that works so that ships are continuously crash landing on your planet i mean one of those ships will work as an escape route i just so you know it's it's not a bad plan no it's a little rocky and maybe you 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 know maybe you could do with diplomacy and maybe you know Mm -hmm. cooperate maybe but um yeah (laughs) Uh, spoilers as we find out it was a great plan actually (laughs) Yes. Yes, because they succeed. <laughs> and they also set their targets on Earth, uh, a small, primitive little planet that we are mm-hmm. told. So, uh, yeah, they they succeed with their uh, heinous plan. <gasps> uh, and everybody dies in the process. Not a single yeah. survivor, unless you would no. count sort of like the host bodies as a survivor, because it did kind of seem like... A weird symbiotic thing but you know a bit yeah, unclear yeah but, um... yeah i mean the at, at least two orans survive yeah. while inhabiting uh dead bodies uh whether or not the host's consciousness of the uh the argus crew yeah, yeah. still in there somewhat uh, that, that, that is up yeah, for debate yeah yeah, yeah, yeah maybe exactly so <laughs> maybe not all is lost for earth maybe some nice I, symbiotic I, relationships would happen. I, I, I would say there would be romance screwed, spin-offs. But... <laughs> and... 
But alas, there is no Planet of the Vampires 2 that I know of. So we won't no. find out. Uh, but yeah, so just, um, you know, I feel like this is a kind of difficult movie to sort of talk about whether I liked it or not. Because there are aspects of it that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then there are aspects of it that I definitely did not enjoy. Uh, would you? Did you kind of have the same sort of feeling by the end of it, or? I, I believe be, so. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so we haven't mentioned yet, but this is uh, an Italian science fiction movie. Oh uh, yeah, thank you for yeah. Yeah, directed by uh, Mario Bava. He's a rather famous sort of cult yeah. cinema director. Mm. Um, he, he has a few. Um, rather famous titles under his name um and this film watching it and having seen many italian films before i'm just sitting there like yes this is an italian (laughs) film and it has the strengths and the weaknesses of an italian film um of of the time period and it's specific yeah sorry yeah which includes things like the, the English dialogue is a little bit awkward. Yeah. Like, it's, it's quite a lot of exposition in the dialogue. Yes. Um, a, a, lot, a lot of tell, don't show, which is yes. not the way you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, um, there's not a lot of music and, and things like that. That, that yeah. sort of holds the film back a little bit. But then it also has other strengths. Um, yeah, I think we're I... going to get into the visuals a little bit later, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I just feel like a, a perfect example of the sort of um, the the tell not the the show not tell thing um, was because at the point at a point they're stuck in one of those real really old spaceships that crashed long ago, and uh, they they sort of get stuck in it because the door closes behind them and they can't find find their way out. Like it's it's closed and there's no other way out. Mm. Uh, and so they sort of start to look around the room and find things and instead of like picking something up and looking at it and and trying things with it and showing us the audience like hmm oh look it it makes a sound this weird metallic thing i wonder if when i touch the 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 door maybe it will open they say Mm. these things right to you Mm. in 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 super clear um like like super clearly and they won't but that sort of makes it so you don't believe that that's a thought process that the person had oh Mm. like they pick up a thing that makes a noise and he says oh i bet this is a tuning machine why didn't we think of this before it must be to open the door i'm like you why would you think of this before you just picked this item up and why would you and why are you saying it aloud? Just hold it against the, you know, it's it's moments like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just think that that scene in, in that uh, room is so perfect of, of maybe some of the issues here where yes. you sort of take away some of the sort of thrill and, and attention and maybe even like some actiony parts saying it outright and and then you sort of mess a bit with the the um uh, yeah with the tension basically mm-hmm. uh it could have been really quiet and instead you have this dubbed man speaking a lot i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no, tangent I... there but <laughs> it just sort of maybe set the scene a little bit of how it feels to watch this maybe 
Yeah, I, I totally understand what, what you're saying. Um, mm. I, I I don't know. I Since I don't speak Italian, I never, rarely anyway, watch these yeah. in, in like the original form. Um, so I, I, I will give it the benefit of the doubt and say that might be an issue with the translation. But then again, <laughs> it might also be a problem with the original scripts. Um, and, and, you know, visually the scene that you were describing yeah. didn't really need a lot of no, dialogue. No, that's the thing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, if, if, if you're handy with your camera, you can, you can show that in a different way. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And that is the thing also, like this is very um, stage, stage light. Mm. There mm. are a few shots that I feel like are more modern feeling, but then the whole thing is kind of flat and stage stage like in its composition and everything. However, yeah. I will say the the sets and the sort of uh, use of well extensive use of fog machine <laughs> is fantastic. I really enjoy that. I really like the landscaping. Uh, with the rocks sort of looking like almost like um, octopus arms and and um, you know coral reef maybe but very gray toned and and um, very mysterious so I really liked it even though it's super stagey I really enjoyed the the landscaping absolutely I Mm. think that's really one of of the big strengths of the film Um, I mean you can never accuse the Italian of lacking imagination (laughs) or anything like that uh, because this is a really colorful landscape but it's also kind of weird and there's mist all over the place and it's just mm, it it looks great yeah Yeah, definitely and there's also Um, yeah sorry no no go ahead Uh, yeah just like a, a little sidetrack here, so because at one point they're sort of in altercations with the Oran and and running around on the planet and everything, and there um, there's just a lot of lighting as well, like stark red lighting, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, things are bubbling in the ground and everything, and it is exciting at those at those times, and you really they they make use of of the sets, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, and uh, reading about this on on Wikipedia, uh, it seems like the, the movie did not have a very big budget. Um, and I think they, uh, my opinion is that they used that budget very well. You know, Mario Bava was sort of very good at, at hiding some of the, maybe the flaws of, of the sets and everything. Oh, um, and I there's a really fun this, yeah. uh, uh, description here from Bava where he says that uh, for this movie, they used two plastic rocks, and the Are rest was serious? done. Yes, the rest was done with mirrors. <laughs> Are you? S- no way. Yes, <laughs> that is amazing. And like, mm-hmm. to think that that is one of the things that I complimented it on is just incredible. Mm-hmm. That is the yeah. most awesome yeah. cheap thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he says the two plastic rocks were multiplied in several <laughs> shots by mirrors and multiple exposures. And also wow. the rocks themselves were left over from another film he had done. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just imagine like pulling along all these mirrors everywhere and just <laughs> like that's incredible. Oh, cool. Huh? Cool. Yeah, yeah but I, I also feel like you know, when it comes to the costumes and even the the spaceship, I mean, the spaceship is a little, it's a little empty, but that's mm-hmm. 
basically how I feel like the 60s spaceships are <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I it's not something you actually notice that much. But I feel like the costumes are, are great. I really enjoy the costumes. They are kind of wacky, but also super practical. And at one point they change into sort of more utility wear with orange and sort of a gray beige tone. And I feel like um, at least the male version of that, that the captain wears, would go in a movie today. And we'd feel like, yeah, that's that looks like a practical pair of pants and a cool biker version <laughs> of <laughs> space suit, you know, cool. So... Yeah, they they look like clothes to do like hard work in. Yeah, and basically. In the yeah. situation where they're in, that's what they have to do. Yeah, uh, they have to dig graves and everything, and they have to take things from the galleot to the Argus, which mm-hmm. is quite a big distance. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look to be like of sturdy material, and also mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the the helmets. I also think that they went very well with. Um, with the costume like the first sort of leather leather costume with yellow stripes on and it just Mm. um, when you when you make an effort into things like that and you give it a sort of character but you don't you don't make it bland it has a character but it but you also consider the environment that it's being used in I think it's good costuming and it really um, connects a lot of things in a movie so yeah yeah and 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 specifically the 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 more sort of spacey crew member uh, suits they had the the silver and yellow ones um yeah silver yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, gray i I do feel like they are kind of iconic for this movie like this is Mm. not a well-known movie but for the people that know of it i think that a lot of people would think about those spacesuits when they think about this film like that is the image that pops Mm. into people's head because i feel like that is one of the more memorable and the more iconic things yeah i could imagine yeah definitely um so how do you feel like you did mention a little little, well you did mention a little bit like how some things may be lost in translation but how did you feel about like the actors and maybe what the actors had to do in their roles as well but like um if we just talk about the characters and the actors well um as as we talked about earlier, you know, the whole tell-don't-show scenario, yeah. um, it does... I don't, I don't want to say that it puts a certain pressure or, or on, on the actors, but it is, it is its own unique challenge, I think, to have this dialogue, whether it's in English or Italian, that is a little bit clunky, that is a little mm. bit, you know, maybe too much exposition, <laughs> and isn't really something that you would maybe realistically say, but you have to say it in the film to explain yeah. things. It is a, a very specific kind of challenge to deliver that and make it sound natural when it kind of isn't. Um, and I think, at least for the English uh, version, they do a fine job. Mm. Um, you know, it's not it's not a great script, but I kind of feel like the actors are doing what, the best they can with the script. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever flaws the dialogue has, it's not because of the actors. Yeah, agreed, because I feel like pretty much copy-paste what you just said, but I also feel like when it comes to sort of body language and sort of engaging in the scenes and and, and um, sort of emoting 
tension and mm-hmm. things like that. I feel like they did do a good job with it. So uh, really, with a bit of polish on the script, uh, <laughs> this could have been great, pretty mm-hmm. much. Because I, I like the plot and everything. Um, I believe, because you could, I, I watched this on YouTube and I believe you did too. Mm. Uh, so when you like type it in, there was a YouTube video. Um, I didn't watch it, so I can't say if it's um, worth your time or not. But, you know, check it out if you're interested. Uh, but that sort of like compared the um, cinematic something something <laughs> of um, Alien and Planet of the Vampires. Mm. And mm. I don't know if that's an original thought that that person had uh, or if it's. It's if it's elsewhere on the internet and things like that, um, but I have done super super duper little research on this movie, so I I really can't say anything. I was surprised to see Mario Bava on the the credits. That's how <laughs> unread I was when I watched this thing. So, uh, but you know, like plot wise and everything, there there is a lot of uh, comparison to be made between Alien. And Planet yes. of the Vampire. So do you yes. know anything more of that before we go into that? or um... Um, Not specifically, other than the Wikipedia uh, says that um, mm. critics have suggested that this film ah, well, was a major yeah. influence on, on Alien. Uh, whether or not it actually was, maybe it's up for debate. I would say it probably was, because I was also yeah. thinking of Alien as I was watching this, especially when the crew of the Argos goes out to find this other spaceship... With a g- yes. giant alien skeleton on it. And I'm just like, hmm, where have I seen this before? All right, alien. <laughs> yeah, it's quite similar, actually. Like, I was primed for that because I'd seen the movie Below, you know, with the guy having his essay on it. But uh, but mm-hmm. even even if I hadn't seen that movie, uh, seen that video, and I'd just gone into this, gone into Planet of the Vampires, I know I would have made that connection. Mm. Um Especially like when they get to that air, that um, spaceship, like they say, because it's just, it, it, it's it's quite similar, <laughs> but yeah. it's kind of cool as well because you sort of, uh, you sort of have have this feeling of you have a great idea in Planet of the Vampires, you have a great idea and a great set of this can be really scary and and mysterious because there is that, it's just that it's the sixties and it's mm. now twenty twenty. And, you know, mm. uh, and then Ridley Scott sort of having his 79 version and it's just, it's just so spooky. So I think <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool to see movie history uh, when you can compare it like that and just be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, been, you're, yeah. you're sort of seeing a red thread here yeah. of movie evolution. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think you can also not only go forward in time and comparing Planet of Vampires with Alien, I think you can also go backwards a decade and compare Planet of the Vampires with Forbidden Planet because I feel like there's a few similarities Mm. there as well Um, and and, you know the colourful alien landscapes and the weird weird alien creatures that are sort of keeping the the people on the planet, they can't get off because of aliens and everything, so yeah, yeah Ooh, I, think, I think there's there's a red thread there. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure we could go far with this, you know. Like, yeah. is there anything in the future that you might feel like we could also put in that? Maybe something from the 90s or 00s. 
Maybe we should have that brewing for a sec for a mm, while. Yeah, but, I have um, to think about that. But sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well, of course, anything past I don't know post alien is inspired by alien. That's what they say, right? So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically, we can thank Planet of the Vampires for that. Mm? Thank you, Italians. <laughs> <laughs> But um, do you have any sort of scene or something that you were particularly, you know, a fan of? Or I think it it has to be the one where they find the other alien spaceship. Yeah. I I feel Agreed. like that that is such a nice just taste of sort of world building. You know, you're seeing mm-hmm. this other ship, you know nothing about it. It's completely alien, and you just have this sort of feeling that oh, there's someone else. There's more people mm-hmm. out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. One of them has ended up here and it ended badly for them. And it's just it it, it I like the the contribution of that scene to the story in Planet yeah. of the Vampires, you know, the kind of tension, the mm-hmm. kind of drama it creates, but I also kind of like it as a piece of world building. I think it's really neat. Yeah, because it also really a sort of I don't know if you can say this, but like, it tickles your imagination. Almost. Yes, yes. Uh, especially when you see that skeleton, you sort of start to think of like, I wonder what that alien looked like mm-hmm. before uh, there was nothing left but dust and bones. I just, you know, that is so interesting and such, yeah, just just a fun thing. And also, I really enjoyed because there is a recorder on on the ship or on like on a table, and one of them has sort of fallen over this table and uh, well it, this is at least my interpretation i think it was a recording that the the alien did before dying mm-hmm. and it's a really spooky kind of voice and then they're stuck in this room and this voice is going on and on and they can't understand anything because it's just you know whatever to them and it's um it's just a really nice scene and it is the strongest scene in my opinion as well um of the movie yeah. What I didn't, the parts that I didn't really enjoy were some parts in the spaceship, and I'm talking the the um, sort of human spaceship, mm-hmm. uh, where they sort of fiddle fiddled around with the engines and things like that, and they were talking about, oh, I wonder if this one's a, an Oran, and what is Oran? What does Oran want? And I just I couldn't really be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. be honest and I feel like also a bit of that show don't tell sort of come into play there and yeah and just it being weird conversations and just flat lighting and just <laughs> I don't know it sort of takes the the uh, the scary thing about uh, a symbiotic being trying to invade another planet you know it, it takes away from that sort of yeah yeah i mean if we're gonna go back to alien for example the, the, the one one of the things that make aliens so scary and i'm talking about the movie but also mm-hmm. about the, the the xenomorph in the film the, the one of the things that makes it so scary is because it's so alien we don't know anything about it we don't understand it and in planet of the vampires they're sort of handing us a little bit too much information yeah they're saying maybe it's this and, and you know the crew members are like yes that has to be it and we're just sitting there like okay well well then now now we know that <laughs> uh, i guess yes <laughs> it's exactly like that and there, it was it was both anticlimactic and a bit awesome because uh they they bury the crew members um that died like at the initial crash mm-hmm. and then those crew members are sort of 
they come back to life and they look like shit. They look like zombies. But for a brief moment, it kind of looked like something else was being born from that tomb, you know? Mm-hmm. Something way spookier and, and way more terrifying than uh, a guy in a makeup, a guy in makeup, you know? So uh, I kind of feel like they could have gone a bit weirder with um, the humans. I yeah, get, I get yeah. why they couldn't because they they couldn't have the interaction of them of the normal people being like, "Oh, are you okay or not?" and then, you know, reveal mm-hmm. the stomach is mm-hmm. entirely fucked up. Um, but it would have been nice with just a little bit more daring there, I guess. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, you know, talking about the scene where the uh, undead galliot crew rises from their graves um yeah, i yeah. you know i i understand why they had the scene of them rising in the film because mm. you know zombies and <laughs> it was kind of popular at the time especially yeah. in italy yeah <laughs> wonder why <laughs> um <laughs> but i kind of feel like it would have been more scary more more terrifying to have the crew of the argos sort of seeing these dead crew members and never knowing if are they real or is it just in my head and yes. then have having the audience experience the same thing yes. and then skipping over the rising from the grave part and mm. just go ex- directly into the crew of the argos digging up the graves again and discovering that they're empty yeah because at, at the point when the crew of the argos does that we the viewers already know the grave's gonna be empty. Yeah, you know, we it's, we've seen exactly. them rise. <laughs> it's like, why are we watching this? We know already, and it's yeah. not that their reactions to it is so hor- is, is so fraught, fraught with fear as well. That you get, oh no, they are so terrified of the empty grave. So it doesn't bring you anything. It doesn't bring you that extra. So, yeah, I agree with you. Either skip it, mm. like you're suggesting, skip it and sort of rearrange things just a tiny bit, like not a much, not much skip it or make it way creepier and maybe put it just a little bit later either way this way it takes away from it unfortunately Mm -hmm. um yeah like i said i i understand why they wanted that scene in the film because people rising from graves are kind Mm -hmm. of cool but as far as the horror of this particular film goes that kind of ruined the parts parts of it yeah yeah unfortunately yeah Mm. So is there, yeah, sorry, but is there anything else you uh, want to get into? Um, yeah, I mentioned earlier uh, the lack of music in this film. Yeah. Was there any music? I didn't I'm notice it. not sure, to be honest. <laughs> there is no tune in my head, at least. So I... No. <laughs> I mean, for a few scenes, um, I kind of feel like it was a good thing. Because, for example, when they're walking throughout the spaceships... Mm. Their, their footsteps sort of echo and it's really sort of creepy eero kind of echoing and I like that you know that felt mm-hmm. very suited yeah intentional and suited for the kind of film that it's trying to be but there were other parts when you know they were sort of hanging out in the um I don't the bridge or what, yeah, whatever you yeah. want to call it uh, and just hanging out around their the workstations and sort of talking and I'm just like just miss there's something missing here you know yeah. there should be a little bit of yeah. music 
in the background. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, just a little bit. You know, put on some elevator music, for Christ's sake. (laughs) You know, anything. (laughs) Yeah, just have one guy at a keyboard going... Yeah, yeah. Would be fine. (laughs) But yeah, a bit of a missed opportunity there to sort of amp up mood. Yeah. Yeah. I I suspect it has to do with budget. Um, So... Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Couldn't that's... they get like a nephew to just jam it out at <laughs> the piano or something? Just, but yeah, of course they used yeah. two rocks for this movie, so <laughs> not even the nephew can get a you know bowl of candy afterwards. So I guess that's it. Mm. Uh, well then, <laughs> uh, leaving all that behind, we are now going into our regular segments, and the first of these that we want to. Uh, address today is replace an actor to improve the movie and the premise here is you're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie who would you bring Eva? well i'm gonna bring robert carlyle and if you don't know who that is it is uh, one of the guys from train spotting and it's also um, an actor that played a scientist in Stargate Universe that oh. uh, played a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. he is a phenomenal actor in general. And I feel like, you know, I, I because I, my mind went to Stargate Universe because I was, I don't know, I made the connection because it's mm-hmm. also like about a doomed spaceship, basically. Yeah. And I feel like you could definitely call the spaceship that crash landing in... Uh, in Planet of the Vampires, a doomed spaceship. And mm-hmm. I just feel like um, Robert Carlyle could do way more <laughs> <laughs> than the captain, than the actor that played the captain in this one did. Now, we don't know if that because of, you know, it's, it's writing probably, and it's also, um, you know, language thing. But I definitely want to bring Robert Carlyle to play the captain. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I have to confess that Stargate Universe is like the only Stargate show I haven't seen. <laughs> so I don't know much about that Shame one. But on you. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, Stargate itself is cool. So uh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I have to say, though, I didn't think I don't think that one wrapped up. I think it got cancelled after like two yeah, seasons. Yeah. yeah, and you didn't get like closure. So mm. I don't know if I would suggest watching it uh, unless you can live with there not being really an ending to it, uh, which is a shame because I liked it. So, but ah well, yeah, um, yeah. That's let's, not, let's not <laughs> dwell on losses and traumas. Let's move on with your suggestion. <laughs> uh, so my suggestion. OK, so um, we haven't mentioned a lot of the characters in Planet of the Vampires by name. But there is a character called Sanya, who's like, mm. what, what? There, there, there's more than one lady in the film, but she's like the, the main primary lady. main lady, yes. Um, and and uh, she's a really pretty redhead. But I would actually say I want to I want to switch out uh, her uh, actor actress for another redhead, uh, namely Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> for obvious reasons, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, not, yeah. Uh, not only would that mean that Planet of the Vampires and Alien would be almost canon <laughs> uh, between each other, uh, but you know, Sigourney Weaver is, of course, really kick ass, and I think, uh, as proven in Alien, she would actually survive the whole thing. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I can just picture um, a space movie with Robert Carlyle and Sigourney Weaver mm. and the two of them just being oh, so fucking great. I, I, um, I want to see that one. Planet of the Vampires 2, please. <laughs> like 60 years after its release here's number two in the series yes. but don't don't set it on earth that's my only suggestion uh, yeah yeah skip that it needs to be in space and it needs to be in colorful space like yes vampires. Yeah. and if we've learned anything from alien the, the movie series alien it's that you can basically do whatever you want with any movie in it so you know yeah. Planet of the Vampires too. They can just redo it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Weaver, Carlyle, if you're out there. I'm just thinking. The I'm, I'm just imagining now in an alternate universe, Planet of the Vampires and Alien was in the same series, and oh. Alien Three did not exist. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna defend Alien Three <laughs> here for a minute. <laughs> it's it. I like it. Okay. Confession time, I like it. Let's just move on. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> I just can't get over that they killed newts from aliens. No, like... that is jarring as fuck. I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. That whole tr- little trio family thing that they had going and the fact that they kill it off off yeah. screen also. Yeah. It's not... You know, I, I, it's... Could, I, I could <sighs> never forgive Alien 3 for that. Um, I can fair understand enough. like separately... If we think of Alien 3 as not being part of the series, then I can sort of go, yeah, it's an entertaining film. But because of that, I'm just like, no, no, don't like it. Even more confession time. (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest, it's a few years since I've seen these movies, but I even like the fourth one. I I have very few memories of the fourth one. I have many memories of it and I like them all. It's fucked up and weird and I love it. Uh, maybe we need to, to watch the Alien films for the podcast. We actually should do that. Yeah. Yeah, just At least back the first to back. Four. Yeah. yeah, let's not think about the rest. <laughs> well, anyways, from Aliens and Weavers to Bagbond Blast. <laughs> so we've got a nice little selection here and, and um, for our Bagbond Blast thing. And Bagbond Blast is our version of Fuck, Mary Kill in the same order. And uh, you've got to choose between Captain Mark Markery of the Argos. That's a mouthful. Sanya mm-hmm. the Redhead and Wes Weskin the Last Survivor. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's Buffet. a selection. <laughs> um, we haven't actually we haven't talked much about the personalities of these characters. Um There isn't much, so no. you know. <laughs> Should we talk that's, about it? Not kidding. <laughs> uh, there, there isn't really much to talk about. I mean, <laughs> at the end I can sort of distinguish between yeah. some of them like Mark the captain of course he was you know, a, a bit more noticeable than mm, several of the others. Stoic um, and uh, taking yeah, charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a, f- a few of the ones that die, I can't tell apart because they were. They even weird. looked the same. I mean, uh, not to be like yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs> um, but at least you know, Mark, uh, as you say, is sort of stoic. He he takes responsibility for his mm. actions, and he thinks 
things through before acting and um, he has a plan even yeah. though it doesn't quite work out he has a plan and he's acting on it so you know he's a good guy Definitely. Uh, Sanya the redhead as we mentioned earlier she's like the main the main lady of the film mm. um, I don't know she what does she actually do in the film she's a lady sort of, yeah she's pretty um, yeah. and she's a, but she's also like technically in charge yes um, yes that's true that's true radars or something like that yeah <laughs> i don't know she's she's not I am just not there a technical to be. lady yeah. can you tell <laughs> she's not just there to be no, eye candy no. she actually is a, a part of the yeah. crew a is functional she, part oh of the crew. oh my god can you hear yourself that is so bizarre to have to say <laughs> She's not just a lady, she's also a functioning part of the group. Okay, yeah, that's her character. <laughs> okay, come on, with the movies that we watch, we have to yes, sort of I keep know. low standards. <laughs> I know, that's what's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes I need to show you a film it's called the alpha incident it's like a sci-fi oh. horror film also it's not in oh, space no. it's on earth yeah. that one has like one of the worst representation <gasps> of women i've ever seen it's put so it bad. on the list put it on the uh, list are you sure are you sure you want to see it i don't know maybe one day when i really feel like i need to get angry of something i can just watch that and just get it out of my system <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, um, yeah. That, that was a tangent. I'm, I'm just saying, I've seen that film. My standards are low. <laughs> you were a different person going out. Yes, yes. Sonia, she has a, a role to play in the crew and she's good at what she does. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> uh, and then we have Wes, who is the last survivor. Though he doesn't actually survive, he, he does no. die in the end. But he's he's the last man standing. Um, and he was brave and he tried his best and it didn't work, but he almost made it. Yeah. Uh, Should have so. <laughs> kept his mouth shut, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was a little bit stupid, but he tried. Yeah, he tried. He tried. But. <laughs> He didn't pick up on social cues, though. Like, because he was talking to Sanya and he was like, yeah, the captain's acting really weird. He came into my bed and it looked like he was going to go in and then had a conversation and he left. And Sanya's just like, oh, I'm sure it was nothing. Um, yeah, that sounds really weird, but no, I'm sure it was nothing. Uh, go mm. away. And he doesn't pick up on any of that weirdness. So brave, but not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> no. Is that a saying in English? I don't know. I think they say fastest bunny in the forest. He's not the fastest bunny in the forest. It's, it's well, the equivalent of that. I'm edgelord, <laughs> so I'm going with sharpest knife in the drawer. I think either of them gets the point across, so yes. that's fine. As long as we understand each other, we'll have world peace. Okay, so who do you want to bang, bond, or blast? <laughs> so, yeah, I was stalling there for a bit. Because <laughs> yes, I can't really I pick. I you. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna bang Sonia, because she was the prettiest of them. You know, she Agreed. really, you know, uh, her red hair. You know, that that does so do it for me. Volumized. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Volumized. Really pretty. So luminous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. shiny also i was like what's yeah, your conditioner yeah. girl i need it yeah. i have hay exactly. on my head right now can you <laughs> help a girl out <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So so uh, yeah, she's she's getting banged, so so to speak. Um, and then oh, I guess I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna bond Mark the captain. Hmm. Um, he just like you said, he's he's the sharpened knife out of the remaining two characters. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the other poor, two are, yeah, are ru- rusty would... fruit knives. Sorry. I'm gonna poor, leave the knife thing now. Yeah. Poor Wes would get blasted. There's nothing wrong Aww. with Wes. He was brave, but sorry, in the company of the two others, you, you're getting blasted. Yeah, that's the thing about Wes. He, he He's really starting at the uh, worst possible point here with the other two people and they also get more screen time so i feel like that's also a contribution to that Mm, but um i i feel like you know wes he he was brave and he he was good looking i i at least remember him being good looking so yeah um you know just to sort of you know mix it up a little bit uh i am gonna bond wes so I'll mm. blast, no, that feels weird, but I'll blast Captain Mark. Uh, because Sonia is the prettiest. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. That hair, I want it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the selling point. Isn't yes, it? <laughs> I want to pet the hair and I also want it on my head. So <laughs> she wins. Or if banging is the winning, then she wins. Uh, <laughs> but if you blast her, you can actually like cut off her hair and put it on your yes. own head so, you and know. that would make for a really interesting horror chapter in planet of the vampires exactly so, exactly mm, keeping to the thing yeah, you know yeah. i'll think about it i'll think about it <laughs> planet of the vampires 3 because the two is already taken by sigourney <laughs> weaver and uh, robert carlyle so <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be a halloween crossover it'll be excellent <laughs> yeah i'm on board for this absolutely <laughs> perfect um so yeah do you have any favorite film quote uh you know a word a phrase or a whole speech that um stuck with you uh the good the bad and the unintentionally entertaining (laughs) um yeah i have one uh it's a short piece of dialogue actually two two sentences um it's not because i find it particularly deep or or that it had like a huge impact on the film or anything like that. But I just thought, you know, when they said this in the movie, I just thought that was a really nice piece of dialogue. Mm. Uh, and it is at the point in the beginning when they have found the galliot and they're discovering her dead crew. Um, one of the characters, I think it might be the captain, Mark, but I don't remember exactly. Mm. Uh, he says, the galliot won't fly again. And then another character responds with, neither will her crew. Uh, and I just Aww. thought it was it was a nice nice piece of dialogue, you know, sad and tragic, and you know, represented that situation really good. Short and to the point, and a bit poetic. I agree. Yes. That is a very yes. very good piece of writing. Um, yeah, I unfortunately do not have uh, neither good nor bad nor the unintentional. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, I guess we'll move on to Gordon. Do you want to kick off the Gordon? Yes. So, why should this win a Gordon? And Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. Yes. Where we make up the categories as we like it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Eba, why should this win a Gordon? And in which category? Oh, well, th- I feel like there's plenty of things that you could give a Gordon to in this movie. 
you have the really cool looking skeleton, a- alien skeleton, the, the cool looking interior of the cool looking alien skeletons spaceship you know uh, and the costumes and everything and the ingenuity with the sets that we learned you know with two stones and fuck all mirrors you know (laughs) Uh, but I am gonna give it to something small something you may not notice Mm. Uh, so I'm giving it to lipsticks Oh, yes. Okay. The women had such nice looking, luscious 60s uh, pale lipstick with a sort of peachy undertone. And I just really liked it so much that I went online and started looking at peachy lipsticks. So I just feel like if that's not worth a mention, at least, um, then what is? So I'm going to give it, give the Gordon to vampire lipstick. Cool. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, never underestimate the small details in a film. Exactly. You know, a little bit, a little thing like a lipstick can have a huge impact on the whole Definitely. Experience. Yeah. Definitely. Good choice. I could not have foreseen that. <laughs> <laughs> not with there being so much you could actually give a Gordon yeah, to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But in hindsight, I'm kind of not surprised because it feels like a certain you thing to suggest. So yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm on board with it. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> and you are Gordon. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, like like you said, there's many things you can you can give a Gordon to here. Uh, you know, there's many things that I think are, are really the strength of the films. Um, but I would, honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to the world building. Oh, yeah. Um, Perfect. There isn't a lot of it in here. Uh, like, for example, we, we really don't know anything about where Argos and Galliot comes from. Mm. You know, who do they work for? Are they like a Starship Enterprise mm-hmm. kind of thing? We don't really know. Um, but but the, the pieces of world building that we do get in the film are really, really nice. Because we know that, oh, so Earth exists over here. And then we have Argos and Galliot that is coming from somewhere. And then mm-hmm. we have Aura, which is this really strange dying planet. Yeah. And then there's another spaceship from another alien civilization. It's just, mm, like you said earlier, it, it really tickles the imagination. And yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, that's a perfect Gordon to, to give it to. Because, like you say, there's so much that you fill out with your own imagination. And mm-hmm. that is good storytelling. So, you know... To highlight that, I think, is a good way to sort of wrap things up, um, you know, with our whole discussion of, of, of this movie, I think. So, perfect. Thumbs up for that. Um, so, you know, now we've talked Gordons and things like that. Um, but I'm kind of interested in knowing if there is a double feature that you want to recommend. Um, some media or other movie that you feel like would you know, go well with Planet of the Vampires. Well, other than the aforementioned alien and forbidden planet, um, which we've already touched upon, um, I would actually would want to suggest another 1960s kind of low-budget sci-fi film uh, that is, the English title for it is Planet of Storms, though it's mm. actually a, a originally a Russian film, but I, I, I can't pronounce the Russian title, so uh, Planet of Storms is what you should search for. I think it's from 1962, if I remember correctly, um, and it ha- deals with these um, three 
cosmonauts, I suppose it is, since it's Russia, uh, landing on Venus and oh. finding weird creatures and everything on Venus. And it, it has slightly the same feeling as Planet of the Vampires. It's not a horror film per se, but it has to do with exploring this weird mist-covered planets and the strange creatures that are on there and, and sort of being stranded there for a little while before you can get off the planet. So yeah, I think you should check out that one. Nice. It sounds like it would go excellent with this movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, so really great suggestion and um, things that might like um, things that might be a bit more similar to us, like cosmonauts, Venus, uh, but still having the sort of feeling. I like it. Hmm? Nice suggestion. Actually, I, I need to mention, since we're talking about Planet of Storms, Yeah. now there is like a s translated subbed version of Planet of Storms. But when it came out, the Americans actually like bought the film, cut it no. up and added their own scenes. No. And they, they actually created like three different American versions of this of one so, movie they yes. made three different versions <laughs> yes and have like different dubbing and scripts and everything um i've seen two of those they're actually garbage so don't look at those <laughs> i mean that's incredible that's both genius and rude at the same time yeah oh wow um i don't How they weird. have really similar names i think one of them is like voyage to the planet of prehistoric women and then one is like voyage to prehistoric planet or something and it's very very similar and they're all yeah. crap <laughs> wow you know it's so funny it's it's kind of the wild west back then i feel like with yeah you know cutting things up and making it into your own and just being like uh fuck you i do what i want <laughs> You don't own this. Well, actually, yeah, I do. Oh, shut yeah. up. You know, and, and, so. and how we sort of like look at um, things like ex asylum uh, movies, you mm, know, um, mm. and sort of be like, oh, they're so obviously ripping off and trying to make uh, people buy a movie that it's not actually, it, it's not the uh, Godzilla or whatever they're mm. attempting at. But, um, you know, uh, there's history to that sort of marketing and thinking so yes. it it's what it won't go away and do we really want it to go away no i don't think so it's no. just part of it uh yeah anyway so um i don't have like a specific um double feature in mind i would just sort of um mention stargate universe again um to sort of recommend it because it is a good um science fiction series at least as far as i can remember it so i just want to point it out again maybe to to remind people <laughs> that it existed and it unfortunately got a season two too little i think so yeah great great suggestion Okay, so listener, have you seen Planet of the Vampires? We want to know what you think, so go to our Facebook page, Starcrest Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Um, and uh, right now, at this point in time, the uh, banner image that we have for the page is actually a uh, screenshot from Planet of the Vampires, so go check that out. What? I've, <laughs> yes. I've ne okay, looking at it, right now okay <laughs> i added that Have... specifically oh 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 my god i love it so much please don't take it away anytime soon please keep it it's beautiful yeah. i love it 
Uh, it will uh. remain up and at least until this episode has been published and, and a little bit after that. Oh, so that's gorgeous. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, nice. We also have an Instagram account if that's more your jam, and that's also Star Crash Podcast. And uh, join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about the abominable Doctor Fights. Bye bye. Bye.